ladies and gentlemen from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and All Seasons Tabletop Studio, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, did Fauci and Beric know that they were developing a bioweapon? Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Well, these, these guys are not on their best behavior. No, and we should turn our back on them and to them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon? Once again, I am fantastic, and it is good to be here. Yes, it is. On this platform and here at the Tabletop Palatial Studio, uh, and with another wonderful episode in the queue, if you will, featuring Dr. David Martin, and it Excellent. doesn't it doesn't get much better than him. Yeah. It really doesn't. And uh, the interviewer, Greg Hunter, on usawatchdog.com, uh, that's how you will reach him. And uh, just for those out listening, and by the way, welcome uh, all of you rock tumblers and truth seekers out there. It, it is good to have you listening in, and it is an honor to be doing this uh, for you, turning over rock, seeking truth. And uh, just providing some of this information for you. But just to let you know, the, the USAWatchdog.com is relatively new to us, and we stumbled upon this. Really, you know, it's interesting how that goes with doing your research. We stumble on things, but seeking out information that Dr. David Martin was putting out, and this is what we found. And it's, it's interesting. Uh, and, and we've commented on the interviewer uh, before, and he's he's an excitable kind of person. And yeah. we will give a little disclaimer: you may hear pages shuffling and and back noise. We try not to to do any of that, so that's coming from the original interview. Yeah, yeah. Did Barrick and Fauci know that they were developing a bioweapon? That's that's a serious question. And, I think they did. And and bioweapons are used primarily, let's just face it, for harm. And yeah. uh-huh. there again, I like the perspective from David Martin because he has been there. He's been following this from the very beginning. And the very beginning is not three years ago. The very beginning is not in uh, 2020. It's not in 2019 he goes way back further than that and yes ladies and gentlemen this this event and these events that have taken place over the the last three years have just culminated based on things that were going on several years ago and david martin is right there on the cutting edge of that so without any further delay, Ben, let's get right into it. If you're ready over there with the soundboard, yeah. Yeah, sounds you know, good. Sounds you, good. You all set? So yeah. the, 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 he's, he's right in midstream here uh, in, his, 
in his uh, interview. So listen closely, and there again, be ready to take down some notes because some of this is heavy, uh, but but extremely uh, valuable. So here we go. There's, there's zero risk. This is not a risk and reward risk benefit analysis. There is zero risk to children, and we are going to kill children anyway. And remember, Pfizer was the one that came up with the cunning terminology of having an acceptable death rate for their injection in their own publication. Oh. I don't know what you think an acceptable death rate is, but I can tell you what I think an accept acceptable death rate is. My acceptable death rate is zero. Uh, I want you to bring this up, too. I, have, I didn't talk to you about this, but I, I know you hey, know Grant, the answer. The good news is you can bring up anything. I, love I know. It. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to think. I don't want to be like I'm trying to trip you up. I usually tell people, I'm going to talk about this, this, this. Okay. But uh, they, they say that this, uh, vi this, this Corona-19 has never been isolated. And correct. Is it? Oh, that's correct. So that so what? So it's not the CV nineteen virus. No. It's the CV nineteen spike protein. Is that? Yeah, am I getting and, that right? And once again, what I love about what we allege to call scientists in this day and age is uh, <laughs> nice this one. is this has been a campaign of the cunning, misleading use of words. This is this is a lexicon problem. And, and so we need to set a couple things really, really straight. Okay. Um, the, the device that Ralph Barrick developed in 1999 and UNC Chapel Hill patented in 2002 was the modification of the model of coronavirus so that the spike protein would be harmful and lethal to humans and human tissue. So. Okay. I've got to pause it right there. This was yeah. done when? In 2002. Well, he it was in 1999. Well, yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> and okay. this gain of function, this uh, uh, production, if you will, manufacture, was to do what? To be, first thing, it was, it was to be extremely infectious and to do harm. Yeah. That's serious stuff. And this is the spike protein that right. we're talking about. Right. This thing just didn't show up three years ago out of midair. And, oh, by the way, this thing came all the way blasting in from outer space somewhere. And guess what? It's a deadly virus. Right. Like that just snuck up on us. No. Barrick knew, and this is what we're talking about, some of these things – have been happening for several years. So I wanted right. to make that point because I, that's extremely important here because this isn't something that is sort of like, but it is the spike protein that David Martin's talking about here. So yeah. yeah, let's continue. Good point. This was developing a weapon, and the reason why I use the term is because by definition – Anything that is meant to target a human and make that human sick or die is a weapon. That's the definition of a weapon. That's why I call it what it is. Now, they knew that. And they also knew that by using this cunning little term called SARS-CoV-2 as a virus, they would actually be able to intimidate populations into believing that there's this boogeyman virus that's out there trying to get to you. Now, remember, this, this is the first virus in human history that has never been tested, 
This is the first disease allegedly created by a virus where the majority of people in the early phases of what we called this pandemic, the majority of people who tested positive for the presence of the spike protein were not sick. And the majority of people who were sick did not actually test positive for the alleged virus. And ironically, every state in its declaration of a state of emergency said SARS-CoV-2 causes COVID-19. Tiny little problem. Most of the people who were getting symptoms called COVID-19 did not have the virus. And many people who allegedly tested positive for the virus didn't have any sickness. And as a result, we came up with this nonsensical delusion called asymptomatic spreaders. These are the people that allegedly had the virus that didn't really get sick. Well, here's the problem. The problem is this has never been about a virus. This has been about a spike protein weapon. Mm. And the leading death counts, which became inflated once we started injecting people with the synthetic spike protein, were allegedly COVID-19 deaths. But the problem is they were not COVID-19 deaths. They were deaths from a biological weapon. Okay, that's very clear. So as the numbers went up, they very carefully counted the deaths as COVID-19 deaths, right. not spike protein that came in the form of a bioweapon death. Right. Which... Well, that would be uh, ad admitting stuff. Well, yes. So, and so as we view out of the back window through the rear view mirror, this is important to know because if this is... I mean... I don't know about you, Ben, when I hear some of this, it still boggles my mind that it took place and is still taking place as far as people that are still on board with inject me, please, with this bioweapon. Right. The first one didn't quite last long enough is what my doctor's telling me. And what those cute little cartoons with those jingles are telling me. So I think I need the booster. I need to get boosted up with a little bit more of that bioweapon. Uh, and, and of course, it, it, it may make me sick or kill me, but go ahead and, and boost me up. Uh, right. That's, I, I'm sorry, folks that are listening. That's just the fact of it. Yeah. That is the fact of it. And I, I hate the fact that some people have bought into this and are believing it all. But what Dr. Martin is saying is the, the thing we need to clearly understand is he mentioned a boogeyman virus. This thing didn't escape out of some building or, as we said, outer space mm -hmm. as they were looking at this virus. He said it's never been tested. It, it, you know, They didn't even look at it, but they knew. They knew. This is the key. They knew what it was going to do. It was going to harm people and even kill them. Right. So that's the important thing is the fact that they knew it didn't catch them off guard. This whole thing was carefully planned out. But this is where we are. This is the question that he's answering. And he's he's really sort of holding their feet to the fire, if you will. It's a shame it's not literal. But they did know yeah. these things. And yeah. this was and is a weapon, period. Right. All right. Here we go. And unfortunately, 
as much as the scientists in the world would love to take issue with me, the mortality data unfortunately agrees with what I said, because it turns out, you mentioned at the top of the show, follow the money. It's kind of an important thing to do. And it turns out that in 2020, prior to the introduction of the injection, life insurance companies had record low, and you heard the word I just said, record low numbers of claims, meaning that according to the money flow, people were not dying in excess numbers. The excess number deaths only happened after we started injecting people with the biological weapon. And then all of a sudden we had excess deaths. But these were not excess deaths because people were getting sick from coronavirus or getting sick with COVID-19. These excess deaths were because we were injecting people with a known and scheduled toxin. And so we need to be clear on the fact that we don't have a disease. COVID-19 does not exist. There is no differential diagnosis that says COVID-19 is anything other than a set of symptoms where hospitals and care facilities are incentivized to say that you have it so that they get paid more. There's no, there is no disease called COVID-19. There is no disease caused by coronavirus because most people, once again, who have the pathologies that lead to death do not have an isolatable virus anywhere in their system. And so to say it's causal is a fallacy and there's no scientific evidence whatsoever by any agency at all that says that there's causality. As wow. a result, it's very clear. Terminology, terms mm. like asymptomatic spread, terms like virus, terms like vaccine, all of these things have been hijacked to confuse the public and worse of all, we have alleged that somehow or another China had something to do with the origins of this injection, all the while knowing that the Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1, that is actually WIV1, that in November of 2019, Ralph Barrick sent models to Moderna so that Moderna could start preparing injections. That thing was actually not from China. That thing was from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Very, excuse me, very clear. And that's what interesting. That's what we have said, and that's where it started, and it and it was moved to Wuhan. And truth be known, they had to wait for that facility to be built to move the research of this bioweapon or the production right. of, of of this bioweapon. But okay. some may some may say after what he said. Of I don't know if you picked up on it, but one of the one of the sit back in in your chair statements was COVID two or COVID the COVID virus does not exist. Yeah, well, the one that st jumped out to me was he said nobody has proven that people when somebody's quote died of COVID there has not been they can't isolate, isolate. a virus in in their body anywhere right that's interesting to me because i mean if you died of covid would you find the virus in there quote unquote i mean maybe not but, but keep usually in what an autopsy yeah. you know you usually find you well know, key word there is autopsy and and the unless unless families were suspicious and ordering them that they, they weren't checking these people uh some researchers were you know matter of fact uh pierre corey and some of his team were doing that around the world they were doing that right so but in but if 
or when they started doing autopsies, was the virus actually found in people that died? Based on what he's saying, he's saying no. Right. So it's like, okay, well, what did you die from then? Well, that, if it wasn't the virus, as we're saying, yeah. right, yeah. So, so what he's saying is, well, let's go back to some might say, well, people were dying before the jab was was put out. Right. Right. Everybody wanted. Yeah. Let's, yeah, so, let's get a virus so, or a vaccine. Yeah. yeah. So we we through investigations we we have uncovered the fact that how were most of these people dying? We've had a couple of uh, local people on that their family members had died. Well, well, what was the cause of death? Symptoms from a illness right. that they were calling right. corona or SARS-CoV-2, and that, and that was a, the terminology on purpose and then he using a lexicon a, of words is yeah, what he's saying and then giving them a deadly protocol yes and then right. not treating yeah. this and basically yeah you yeah, said yeah, it, yeah. a deadly I protocol so, so basically so they all died of these people medical yeah. malpractice yeah right. all of these people were dying not from SARS-CoV-2 from some other illness and yeah. then yeah. here we come with a bioweapon masked as a vaccine Mm-hmm. And the injection is causing these other symptoms and doing what it's supposed to do and causing illness and even death. But this SARS-CoV-2 virus is vapor. It's nowhere mm. to be found. Yeah. And that's okay. what we that's what we need to understand clearly. Yeah. Is what's going on here. And did they know? Mm. Absolutely, they did. Yes, sir. But they were counting on the American people, at least these guys were, to be so blind, so naive, so obtuse in their minds that, or let's just say too dumb, too stupid to know what was going on and just following all of the, the, the instructions that that were laid out there. And that's right. that's really what got us where we are. And one thing he did mention, I don't know if he's going to, but you know, the the problem is is that the deaths that we sort of know of by uh, personal testimony, if you will, is much greater than what we're hearing, and uh, that's mm. okay. Uh, that's problematic, big time. And so we've even distracted people with the cunning use of the origin story, all of which is nothing more than the theater of distraction to make sure people don't ask the real question. And the real question is and should always be, why did American citizens develop a weapon that is killing Americans and get paid to do it? Good question. Because that is a very interesting, substantive and morally outrageous question, and unfortunately, almost no one is asking it. You just did. Uh, so and let's say people, uh, I had, quote, corona. I really didn't have corona. I had a spike no. protein. Is that what I had? No, and, 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 and listen, could, could you theoretically have been exposed somewhere to the spike protein associated with coronavirus? Absolutely, because we all have been exposed to the spike protein associated with coronavirus. But... Did you have COVID-19? Well, bad news for you is, no, you didn't. Because what you had 
was some subset of symptoms that was lumped by a clinician into a thing saying, oh, you got COVID. Well, the tiny little problem is that means you had one or two or three or four of 11 symptoms, most of which have nothing distinctive from the annual and seasonal influenza symptoms. But the likelihood is very high that you probably had a little bit of painful chest for a while. You probably had aches and pains and some fever. You probably had a bunch of things that in any other year you would have said, yep, yeah, it's kind of like mostly the thing I had and a little different. But that's because every time you have influenza, it's mostly like what you had before, only a little different. You don't have a cookie cutter version of any infection. And the reason why you don't is because your body is very wonderfully made to adapt itself to exposure to naturally occurring pathogens. And so the reason why we never have the exact same cold, the reason why we never have the exact same flu, the reason why we never have the exact same any viral <laughs> model version of disease is because our body is intelligent and our body actually changed our response based on a previous infection. So we never have the same thing twice. Similarly, we cannot have COVID-19 because COVID-19 is not a diagnosis of a disease. It is a set of clinical symptoms and it is a set of clinical symptoms that has been promoted solely for the purpose of initiating a campaign of terror to get the, and I'm quoting now, to get the public to accept the medical countermeasure called the pan-coronavirus vaccine. So, and that yeah. was quoted from the very beginning. Right. But right. I wanted to bring this up because th there, there's probably some folks out listening to that going, well, it, this, what I had was not like what I had before. Well, he just said that the, it's, you're, the flu, the, the, you know, the symptoms aren't always just like it. Right. Some may be out there screaming, well, I lost my taste and my smell, and that means it was it was SARS-CoV-2. That was COVID. I had COVID because I lost my taste and my smell. Because they said that because that's what they said happen. that was was so I must what, have what happened. Right. But keep in mind, these people that produce this know what's in this jab, this bioweapon. Not all of us do. And Dr. Brian Artis has done some research, and he sort of tracked this to a similar effect if this particular product or chemical or, let's just say, he was he was relating it to snake venom. Yeah, exactly, right. And, and if you have snake venom, one of the symptoms of a couple of different snakes, and he mentioned them, right. was loss, loss of, of smell and yeah. taste. Right. So what we're saying is we're not sure because it's not been released, everything that's in there. Is it possible that what caused that wasn't some virus? It was what was in that injection. It was a side effect or a symptom of what was in that injection right? and not did not have anything to do with a so-called virus. Yeah. And the answer to that is, could it happen, was, well, absolutely, yes, it, it could and did happen. That's that's where that came from. 
but but here's you know one thing that I was uh, thinking about the last time when I had something a little bit is usually when I have like a cold or flu, it's it might not be that I don't have taste at all, but my taste buds are out of whack. Usually when you're sick, your taste buds are out of whack. So mm-hmm. things like sometimes when I have a soda or something like that, um, it tastes flat or something mm-hmm. to me. Sure. Or like not much flavor, mm-hmm. you know, um, things like that. And then other food just kind of like, yeah, it tastes blah. Mm-hmm. It's not that there's no taste, it just blah. Right. So, so I mean... I've noticed that before when I've been sick, even before they quote announced. I mean, so the total lack of taste, well, no, but my taste buds are out of whack usually yeah. when I'm sick. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's a it's a more of a long term. And keep in mind, we don't know exactly how all of this, you know, especially not knowing everything that's in it, right. and the fact that you know we've talked about this this spike protein attaching itself to other parts of the body and yeah, if yeah. it's making a virus internally could that virus be shared with other people well i would think so cuz some might say well i would, i didn't get the injection why did i lose my smell yeah, and yeah. well were you around somebody that was sick that did have the injection because this thing is not finding yeah. a virus out in the air. It's making it internally and can be shared. Well, well, that leads me to another question. I think I may have bring this. We may have brought this up on another podcast way back, but that leads me to, okay, if I could get the quote virus right from somebody that got the jab or whatever, does that now my body gets that same mRNA or does that not translate? Well, you see where I'm going yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then it's a constant spreadable bioweapon at right. that point. Yeah. Um, but if it only, if, if, if it quote stays, if that part stays with the host is what I'm saying, yeah. then okay, that's not as bad for those of us that didn't get the jab. But it's still horrible for the people that have the jab. Well, yes, I mean, yes. The the people that know, have not had the jab, and we, we need to understand too, is just because they've had a jab and they're not walking around passing it unless they actually that spike protein has been has been combinated with you know with right. that uh, what is it called a a uh, a chimera. Yeah, code, yeah. if you will. But basically, if it has not told the body to make the spike protein, then you're not contagious. Basically, those individuals have to be showing and having symptoms, is the way I understand it, before it can be okay. transmitted. And okay. then our bodies, the ones that have not had the jab, our bodies will act accordingly as we were made with natural immunity. So, you know, that's what we talked about. Well, we got Omicron right. this, we got B4, B5, we got all these variants. Yeah. When we're exposed to these different variants, mm-hmm. then our immune system has a defense for that variant. Right. Now, could there be other variants that come down the pike? Yes, and but we need to be exposed to them as well. 
Yeah. So, uh, and, and, you know, when you think about it, I mean, how far can this thing go? But the bottom line is, is I would rather depend on my natural immunity to defend myself than, well, than having something continuing to make whatever in, in my body. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, who wants to walk around with an internal virus just, yeah, just, just be, spewing just around? Just being made. I mean, in a way, I, oh, that just brought up a thought. In a way, that brings me right back to Dr. Paul Merrick because it, it just reminded me of septus. If if you have a virus that's like internally, it just keeps, you know, generating. That's almost, it's not quite the same. Not but quite. It, but it, to, it, to me, it just brought that back. Like with like septus, maybe there's, you know, some way of quote treating it. But if it changes your DNA, then there's really no way, other than getting back in there and changing the DNA back. Well, yeah. They, so yeah. once the DNA is changed, whatever damage it's going to do is going to be, like. Like he said, for the long haul. For yeah, and so and, there, and, there's and, no real way around it. And there we we just don't know. And he's very clear on right. that. There's things that we we don't know until time yeah. sort of exposes yeah. it for us. So exactly. All right. Well, listen. More to come here. We're just about to wrap up, but let's uh, we're gonna run through this and get get finished with uh, Doctor Martin here. Uh, anybody that had uh, the CV19 uh, had coronavirus and didn't. I didn't get vaccinated. Okay. So that left. I didn't change my DNA. Uh, I no. had uh, so so the the big no, problem. No, in fact, your body is smarter. Your body's smarter. Your body is able to handle other things. Oh, the, the the whole the whole purpose of these these things in the human organism is to increase our body's intelligence. That's why we get exposed to things. Our body then gets smarter. It gets an upgrade. And and you know, if we called illness what it actually is which is our body's natural ability to upgrade its intelligence so it knows how to handle the environment. If we if we actually said, hey, the thing I just got over, that was my upgrade. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, when you get a computer and you get another, you know, Microsoft Office update and you got to restart your computer. Well, guess what? It, that's happening. When you get exposed to a, a, a normal environmental pathogen, whatever that thing is, it is an upgrade to instruct your body to navigate the environment better than it was the day before. And if I, we called it what it was, which was our, just it's our downtime during the upgrade, you know? <laughs> it's inconvenient, yes, and we have to, you know, use more Kleenexes or, or more toilet paper or whatever we wind up having to use more of. Yep, that's all true. And out the other side, we become a more intelligent organism. That's I, what the whole model's for. I love it. That's great. So Interesting. you're yeah. better off, Greg. You're smarter. <laughs> Your body's smarter. Your immune system is smarter. So the, 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 the mistake that we've made is we've believed the nonsense coming out of CDC and we believe the nonsense coming out of financially motivated and pharmaceutically funded medicine. We believe the nonsense that somehow viruses and bacteria are things we need to be terrified of. The fact of the matter is, Viruses and bacteria, those models of life forms, are immune system upgrades into our system. Um, wow. I, 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 people go, I, when, when people know, and you think that people will be fully awake, and at some point they'll say, oh my gosh, we were attacked. This was a bioweapon. I've yep. got cancer. I've got brain disease. I mean, Justin yep. Bieber, I don't think will ever 
I hope I'm wrong, but he's got a, 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 a type of, of shingles that's severe. His wife's yep. 25 years old, blood clot. Uh, you, you're saying that when people wake up to this, ho, 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 look out. Well, no question. And and remember that one of the one of the convenient things about the 1986 Act and one of the convenient things about the PREP Act is the immunity shield from liability actually is only as good as the absence of fraud. Oh, because if there was fraud in the promulgation of the events leading to an emergency use authorization, then all of the immunity shield gets wiped out. Mm. So the reason why it is so important for conversations like the one we're having to actually be promoted and be advanced is because the pharmaceutical companies, and this includes Pfizer and Moderna and J&J, &J, because they know they are perpetuating a fraud. Mm. The great thing about this is when that fraud is established, 100% of the liability flows back to them. And the reason I think that we had Operation Warp Speed run through a company called ATI, which most people don't even know of. They have never heard of it. It's the prime contractor for Operation Warp Speed. It's the prime contractor that the United States government engaged for the development and the distribution of these injections. I think the reason why we use the cover corporation ATI is because as we've seen time and time and time and time again, and by the way, Johnson & Johnson did this with their baby powder liability, what they'll do is they'll actually blame the financial loss on a company they intend to bankrupt. And I fully anticipate that ATI mm -hmm. will be the named defendant. All of the other companies will say, hey, we weren't the prime contractors. ATI was the prime contractor. We were just suppliers to them. And they will try to use the cunning Department of Defense legal opinion and the Department of Justice legal opinion during the Trump administration They'll try to use those legal opinions to say that Pfizer and Moderna and J&J &J and others are not liable. Tiny little problem is when a fraud was the basis for a fraud, <laughs> then we actually have a number of other legal remedies that allow you to pierce that veil. So in the end, there's no question. There is going to be a plaintiff's lawyer's feed trough feeding frenzy of sharks that are going to be more than happy <laughs> to go after Pfizer and Moderna. And it's quite evident, based on the current mortality and morbidity data, that given the fact that when it comes to biological weapons and bioterror, each count comes with a $100 million oh, wow. penalty. That's what the federal statute uh, gives oh. as the penalty for corporate uh, domestic terrorism. When you have per count $100 million a pop, liabilities, that is an existential threat that takes a company like Pfizer or takes a company like Moderna out of existence. And that is what we're working for every day. Okay. There you have it. And that's uh, that's sort of a wrap. I, I like the way he, he posed the Emergency Use Act. And yeah. Yeah. If, if that Emergency Use Act was put in place unnecessarily and right. we and we know it was so that basically says from the very get-go fraud yeah. was being perpetrated and but now they, they, they they've it, he's he's talking about this ati organization right. that they've thrown into yeah. the mix here 
it, and and I'm not sure how they're going to tie that and 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 find cover behind that company because he said, look, if if yeah, because <laughs> if if if, well, if if you're perpetrating fraud based on a fraud, well, you well, the, still know they well, they know. I mean, yeah, the bottom I line mean, is well, financially, I see how they might be trying to get away with that financially, in a way, but. If you've established that the fraud was the creation of the jab, well, ATI didn't create it. They were distributing it. Right. So it doesn't matter if they were the main ones contracted to distribute. They weren't the ones they carried out the fraud. Right. So they're still partly liable. But the fraud still lies with the manufacturers. Well, and then yeah. It, and that's kind of what he was saying. I'm, I'm just like, how, yeah. how do you even think you can hide behind that? If if the fraud has been established in what you're created, right. th- then then there's no way around that. It's you. Yeah. Well, he used another court example of, it's and like, I don't know really? all of the details on on Johnson and Johnson's baby powder uh, problem and what yeah. they did, but apparently they did something sort of like that. But yeah, like using a shell company, and then that goes away, and okay, whatever. They took the liability hit. And yeah, we're but good. this is this is different because there's more to. Yeah, you've got to qualify for an EUA, mm-hmm. right. and and that. The EUA is really only supposed to have been in the past of when it was created by the federal government and the Defense Department based on a bioweapon, that plain and simple. But you also can't use it when there is treatment that right. is, is successful. Right. Yeah. For the virus that you know that they're trying to say is out of control, being a la pandemic or pandemic. Right. Yeah, so, I got you. So there's so many people in there shutting down the good treatments. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's nefarious. You know, amongst itself. I mean, you know, they, they can really get them. You know, illegally covering their tracks. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just but. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. I love, before we close out, I love this analogy of, hey, man, uh, it was down a few days, man, but, uh, you know, just part of the upgrade. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I was, I mean, he I, mentioned Windows. <laughs> I was going to say, because almost every day you have a, it's called a virus definitions update. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's right. more or less what you're getting. You're getting a virus definition Upgrade. Absolutely. Yeah. You're smarter. So I, your, yeah, body like is, your, bar, your body is smarter now. That's right. And guess what? Yeah. We didn't have to go to class for that. We didn't have to go to some conference, you know, in Atlanta for that. We we uh, we we actually were born with it. But see, first, How when, about that? when you got the virus, that was the download. Then it has to be installed. That's when you're sick. See? Yeah. There, yeah, there you go. So. Yeah, download. Yeah, you got to. And then you got to install it. Right. Now it's right. installed. And, and you might need one or yeah. two reboots in the middle of it. Little inconvenience for a day or two or a few days, you know. That's right. But, I, but coming out the other side, oh, man, we're, we're ready to go now. That's right. Yeah. yeah I like <laughs> that. That was a good analogy. I really like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. David Bart, man, he's uh, he's pretty awesome. So, <laughs> All right. Well, uh Ladies and gentlemen, that's that's pretty much a wrap on uh, this episode. Thanks for joining us, and 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 I hope, I hope you guys got as much out of this as uh, we did here in the studio. This is awesome stuff, and what is coming is going to sort of attach itself to what you've just heard over the last uh, three episodes, at least, 
and it's going to be almost like a, a snowball. It's going to get faster and bigger and a little bit more powerful. We're not exactly going to tell you what that is, but believe me, when I saw and and during the research the the last couple of things that we're going to look into it, it just blew me away mm. blew me away so all right there's the carrot there's the proverbial carrot that we Good just one. dangled so all right okay well uh ben uh, another good episode thanks for uh all that you do and uh once I again appreciate it. uh ladies and gentlemen thanks for being here with us as we go to our father as we close Father in heaven, we thank you again for this opportunity to uncover truth. We thank you that you have have placed people like Dr. David Martin and the like out in the world that we can tap into their knowledge. And God bless them in, in their diligence and seeking to do the right thing to, to almost uh, uh, reverse what has been done. We know we can't, uh, so we ask that your Holy Spirit be with all of those that have been affected and infected by everything that has gone on over the uh, over the past few years. And we know it goes back further than that. But please be with those families. Give them mental and physical strength. Uh, increase their spiritual. Uh, fortitude uh, as well as ours. And we ask that you forgive us for for falling short at times and help us to lean and depend on you. For after all, you are the truth and the life. And we know that we cannot do anything when it comes to life and protection without you. So We pray for a special dose of that for us and all of the listeners out there. And as we part ways today, as usual, we pray that every intent of thought be pure. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.